0: are back for another episode of Too Many Men, and by we, I mean everybody except the Pickin' boys. I'm here, Zach's here, Trish is here, and John is here, and I did oh. that in that order because I'm reading it off my Zoom. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up? Uh, John, you, you are in a, in a good mood on, on this episode.
1: Oh my God. I, I, I feel like my jaw still hasn't left the floor since Sunday afternoon. My god, what a freaking win. That, that was <laughs> that was big and and we'll we'll get to that cuz that that game just blew me away. Um, yeah, I think a, a, just the week 2 that in general had multiple games that it like blew people away honestly. I just I I was glued to my TV Red Zone that entire day. Just unbelievable comebacks. Listen, if you thought week one was crazy, week two was even crazier. But let's start with a team
0: that we all we all shit on on the podcast on uh, Friday. The New England Patriots, who won against the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-14. to Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's tough for Mitch.
0: Yeah, Mac Jones, two hundred fifty-two yards. Jacoby Myers, nine receptions. Nelson Aguilar, one hundred ten yards and a touchdown.
3: Yeah, he stepped up big for the Patriots.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I know Eagles fans know a little bit about him. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they don't like him very much. Yeah, but we all last week we literally all picked the Steelers. (laughs) We did. And we're, we'll get to the, the picks from, from last week soon. Specifically, it was a very good week for Mr. Riley. Yes, it was. I'm taking very, those receipts. A very good week. <laughs> Second game, the New York Giants are 2-0 and are one of six undefeated teams in the National Football League. Being the Carolina Panthers 19-16, it wasn't a pretty win, but in the end, Big Blue got the win. A win is a win, Eric. Come on, yeah. Right? I don't want to hear that.
2: Oh, um, no, I I, I didn't free. say they didn't deserve the win. I just said it was an ugly game. Daniel yeah. Jones was getting
3: murdered every other fucking play. He was. <laughs> still managed to win that goddamn football game. It was, And I mean, honestly, he didn't do too bad. He was 22 for 34, with 176 yards, and a touchdown. He didn't have any interceptions.
2: He only had a couple questionable throws, but, I mean, yeah. understandable why he made those throws. He was literally being swallowed every single play.
0: I said this last week, and I'll say it again this week. Healthy Saquon is a difference maker.
3: Oh, the, two, the one big thing that I'm really seeing from the Giants defense that is makes me very happy is week one, we kept uh, uh, Derrick Henry to 80, 84 yards, I think it was. Yeah, and now and we McCaffrey. kept McCaffrey this weekend to 102 yards and no touchdowns.
0: Yep, 15 carries for McCaffrey, 102 yards. And you say that is, that is a very good point because I believe – the Giants are playing the Indianapolis Colts later in the year. Not, yes, they right? are. Yeah, so you're also going to have to take Jonathan Taylor, which is which is tough. I'll say this:
3: given, the I mean, they, who did the Colts play this past week? Well, the we'll, Jaguars. We'll Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars held him to like, uh, well, was definitely under 100 yards. I know that.
0: Yeah, as well, a fantasy
3: owner, I was pissed.
0: And I'll, I'll <laughs> say this: I'll say this about the Giant game, like as it was. A, let me say that that was. This is big. Like, I didn't think that they, that
2: Dable and crew were going to make the difference this quickly. No, me neither. I don't think, I don't think any yeah. of us did. Shocking how fast he's turned it around. Yeah. And not even just on offense. The defense looked insane out there.
3: Yeah, and credit and is the quarterback. They're causing a lot of pressure plays and Baker it's Mayfield. I'll be
2: really good. I mean, yeah. granted, they played the Panthers. And the Panthers did, but the Titans uh, are
3: not a team that's
2: like you know. Yeah, granted, the yeah, they're over the two and
3: they haven't played well, but they're still a good team.
0: There's a definitely. legitimate chance that the New York Giants start the year off for now.
2: Ooh, don't don't get all jinxed. Yeah, don't that.
3: get that in my head. I'm I'm
2: <laughs>
0: not I'm not I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying there's a chance. Because... The
3: Cowboys did look good this past weekend without. Well, little, uh, and did they
1: look good or the
3: Bengals? Bengals look bad. Look
0: bad. Yeah, that's I true. I would still say yeah. Bengals the Bengals have zero all line, football just football. like the Giants. But then yeah. the week after, after that, the Giants play the Bears.
3: Yeah. yeah, that, so, That's a win.
0: That smells like a win. Yeah. Come on. So I think you're, you're at least
1: going three and one.
3: Yeah. At, so, at, that's best-case scenario, honestly.
1: Listen, I, I just want to give you guys, your team, a little bit of props, man, because, yeah. I mean – like anyone, obviously, you know, you're skeptical. To see, I was skeptical about Brian Dable coming in and seeing how he's going to turn around a Giants organization that for the past few years, face it, has been floundering. But, man, in two weeks, he has impressed me, considering you guys have had an undermanned defense. You're missing your two main pass rushers and Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Anjular. Anjular uh, I'm sorry, I butchered that. Oh, Julari. Oh, And, this, and is, uh, this is also after cutting Blake Martinez, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just really impressive. I mean, you also are dealing with injuries in the secondary, too. Aaron Robinson's being forced to get minutes there that he's not supposed to. I'm just impressed. You guys are 2-0 now. I'm seeing a lot of articles saying, already crowning you guys as one of the worst 2-0 teams of all time, but, I mean, you got to play the teams in front of you. You guys have won the games. May might have been ugly, and... But I mean, you got a chance to go three and one, possibly four and zero, and you never know what momentum it, when you guys get healthy. It doesn't matter. If, also, it doesn't matter if you're a good two and zero team or a bad two and zero team. All that matters, your two
0: exactly.
3: yeah. and zero. Yeah, and honestly, the Giants—they've been playing their opponents like you know in the, in the past couple of years. We don't win these past two games. No, yeah. Especially, we, I, especially I, week one when we're coming down the field trying to score at the end of the game, and we go for two. Like we usually don't win those. Yeah. I, I agree with that, Zach.
2: I feel like the past couple of years, especially under Judge, it was we were keeping it really close with all these really tough teams, and then we would just lose for some reason at the end of the game.
0: I I, I just remember how conservative the play calling was under Shermer, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, let yeah. the last
3: couple of coaches. It was all, all the offensive plays looked anemic, and they were dumping it off every other play. And they had no they wouldn't try the and offense. go for the big play. They're doing that now. And, and look, it's making positive changes. Yeah, and the
0: other thing I'll say about the Giants, this—I don't know if this is a positive or a negative. I think for you guys, it's a positive. Kenny Galladay only saw two snaps during this whole game. Mm.
1: Two. I mean, often. that's probably. I don't think you'd say that's a positive when they still have to pay him. The depending on depending on how many snaps he did, t- regardless of how many snaps he takes.
3: For all that we're paying him, he should be playing more and he should be scoring more. But
1: John, John, I'll say this: you talk about paying him. I would.
0: It would not shock me if either he's cut he's traded the trade deadline
2: good get him out of here Well, he not is, surprised no help. Uh-huh. they went out to get him as to help the offense as like a, a, a diuretic to make it to make it move faster and then it just never happened
0: they don't so need so, him
2: if anything he slowed them down so they, yeah so- get him the fuck
1: out of here cut him do That's whatever the- Yeah, you say that but as soon as he gets cut i guarantee you we see the articles Adam Schefter. Oh uh, the the Los Angeles Rams have signed have signed <laughs> Kenny Galladay. And it's yeah, going to freaking look like Odell last year. The Kansas Story. City Chiefs.
2: Story of my life as a fan of any of these teams in the New York area. We get players, they play like shit, and then for some reason they leave, they go somewhere else, they're all stars. But right now he is not cutting it on the Giants team. So I'll say this
0: and wait cut him. It wasn't that with Odell though. It was not that with Odell. That's true. Odell You're Odell her
2: was her. good here, and then we let him go anyway.
0: We hey, didn't they, they him just to trade him.
2: Proceeds to just trade him.
0: <laughs> and then there's there's <laughs> also rumors about a potential Odell reunion, too. In New York. I would love that so that much. would be
2: fantastic.
0: Yeah. Like I think because it's funny, like they need another weapon, I think. And Gal it, it just and I said this when they signed him, it just wasn't a scheme fit. Like I never really liked. That scheme, I think Galladay is a good receiver, but in Detroit, he was always really inconsistent. And when he got that big money contract for the Giants, he was supposed to be that difference maker, he just never was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so moving from one team at MetLife to the other team at MetLife, the oh new Jets with a 31 30 miracle comeback.
2: Over one thing, oh, a of? miracle! And 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 uh, it they, was a miracle, it was, was a Flacco and his skill. All right, yeah. Yeah. it was a miracle.
3: Trish, well, it was it the was, first time a team has come back from 13 plus points with under two minutes since 2001.
0: Well, Joe Flacco is elite, that's why, yeah, and that's why they came back. Yeah. And the reason hey. I'm calling it a miracle was because according to the uh, probability. They had a nine. The Browns had a 99.9% chance to win this game at one point. That's so Browns, yeah. And, Chubb, hey, and,
1: and
3: good, but I wouldn't say it was only because of him. Because if they don't get that onside kick, you're not winning that game. But, by the you way, know, Zach, and if Chubb doesn't run that ball into the end zone when they mm-hmm. on the last Browns drive, you're not scoring again, yeah. And but you know, Zach, Zach-, it's Zach funny- did pick
0: the Jets, by the way, to
1: win.
3: I did. I did. My man. Let's go. There you go. I <laughs> was the only one.
1: <laughs> I, I Listen, I you're I, braver than I was. I mean, but props to you, man. You get, the, you get the win.
3: They got their first uh, win in September in several years. That's the only reason I pick them. John, I, Sam,
1: I, Sam I, Darnold's first game. Wait,
0: yeah.
3: uh, what were
1: you going to say? I was going to say, I'm very
0: upset that Tony isn't on this episode of the podcast because he was clowning you on last episode for saying that this was not, at by any means, a winnable game.
1: For the jets and the team proved him wrong i mean listen i to be fair it did not look good at a part at a point there in the fourth quarter especially specifically a minute 53 left they looked really bad with 13 minutes left with the with up there down 13 points with two minutes to go with less you than two minutes right and no timeouts yeah Lacken? i said you got the
3: right bounces
1: yeah i mean the thing I'll say here is Zach, I think it's funny that you mentioned that it hasn't happened since two thousand one. Do you know who the other te- that team was who I do uh, blew that? I didn't say it on the stat that I saw. It was the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, really? It was the Browns. Wow. The, the Browns. Love that. The Browns is the Browns. Uh, you know, <laughs> and you know, yeah. what a way to start the Deshaun Watson era. You know, I saw some of the
3: signs. Yeah, there's no Deshaun Watson.
0: <laughs> I I saw some of the signs and the. The things that were going on at the Browns tailgate,
1: and I was like, "Wow, it was just wow." Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, you you had to you had to have seen that, right, Zach? Like the the signs, the, the signs, massage, the I signs, massage, people, Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: as as soon as that happened, I think the entire, at least for at least in the state of New Jersey, but at least the entire country, I think, besides maybe Ohio, was pulling for the Jets in this one after seeing what was going on outside.
3: The football,
1: the
0: foot, the
1: football god smiled upon the Jets for one day.
0: This is the
2: last time it'll ever happen, John.
0: It's 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 a good episode of the podcast when the Jets and Giants both win, and my team very much did not. Um yeah, further from
3: that, every New York sports team won. This yeah, week. every New York sports
0: team won for the first time since two thousand nine. And mm. we'll get to some other crazy stats because it seemed like it was the week of the underdog, even though the Giants were favorited. Um, they were. But speaking of teams that were underdogs, and me and Zach called this one 24-0, mm. the Jaguars shutting
3: out the Colts. Sir, yep. I didn't see much from the Colts week one that made me think this team is, you know, dip, or able to turn it around after that tie.
0: Yeah, like, and you can't be tying Houston.
3: Yeah, but 24 nothing though?
0: Yeah, now that's that's the problem.
2: That's tough. You the can't fans. not score a point. The Trevor, uh,
3: Trevor Lawrence had 20. He went 25 for 30, 235 yards, and two touchdowns. That's He's pretty good. Down
0: down of, yeah. Both to Christian Kirk. Um, yeah. James Robinson has established himself as a lead back over Travis Etienne. Uh, and you want to talk – you want to talk indie the quarterback carousel, Matt Ryan, 16 for 30,
1: 195 yards, and three picks. Hey, listen, if we're if we're if we're pulling Harry's there, I'm just saying Carson Wentz technically played better last year in week 18. Carson Wentz Carson Wentz played better on Sunday. Yeah. Than Matt Ryan has all year. Oh, yeah, 100 percent But I mean I mean, just when you consider how the, they just played this past Sunday and you look at how Wentz and the entire je- the Colts team performed in Week 18 last year, you got to really think that Jim Ursay and like the, like the Colts front office just kind of scapegoated Wentz instead of pointing the finger at Frank Reich and the whole rest of the team that also choked because, again, the same results but with less points. I mean, sure, Matt Ryan has not looked sharp at all this year, but, I mean, Frank Reich, I mean, just what are you doing? I mean... I, as a Naheem owner, Hines owner in fantasy, he was going. He was going off in the first drive. He had three catches for like forty-five yards. They don't go to him at all. The rest of the game, you've, you've, Jonathan Taylor, you're yeah. your best, like your top like three running back in the entire league. How does he get less than like was it fifteen carries? He got it, nine carries for fifty-four yards, John. That is unbelievable. That is unacceptable. That is, that's unacceptable. And honestly. I think Frank Reich's seat should be pretty hot. Honestly, I think it should be boiling right now. I was, if I'm being I was just, honest. that the last
0: few weeks. I was just going to ask you guys: Do you think the Colts should consider firing Frank Reich after this? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah. I, Losing I mean, to
2: the Jag, getting didn't they get blanked by them week 18 last year? That's and that's three points was, they, they had.
0: They they yeah. You could have fired him last year. You no get, way. You they get
2: embarrassed have by the Jaguars. You know last week, end of the season, whatever. This is a brand-new season, brand-new team, brand-new quarterback. You have no excuse now, and you go we out there are, and to get blanked fair. by the Jaguars. They are still a joke in this league, and you're going to let them embarrass you like that? That that coach should be gone.
3: To be fair, it's Matt Ryan.
2: It doesn't matter who it is. Matt Ryan was in the Super Bowl three years, four
0: years ago. Matt Ryan was, seen, I mean, as- we lost. Matt Ryan was seen as an upgrade over Carson
1: Wentz, though. Yeah. And that, too. Everyone was all excited. Yeah, we're going to act like the talking heads were going to say, like, oh, Matt Ryan's going to add the intangibles with his leadership. Okay, but he's also adding tangibles with three interceptions, you know. So, I mean, like, is that really worth it?
0: (laughs) Now, the other question I have for you guys is this. This is kind of an interesting one that I was thinking of last night, especially after the Monday Night Football demolition of Tennessee by Buffalo. Mm. Can the argument be made that the Jaguars are the best team in the AFC South? Yeah. Yeah. That's saying
3: something, isn't it? (laughs) It's what it looks like after week one and two.
0: Yeah, like, I'll say this. Like, the Jaguars have – first of all, they've looked miles better than they have the past three years. Definitely. Miles better.
1: Doug Peterson doing wonders over there for that offense. Tough test for the tough test for the
0: Jags though this week against the Chargers. But still, that is a very very positive thing to see down at Duval. By the way, shout out to Zach for not knowing what Duval was. Duval hey, listen, County, baby,
3: like that at me. I mean, listen. I don't know. <laughs> Duval,
0: Duval. I mean, I mean, listen. And I was waiting for you to explain yourself.
3: <laughs> nah, there's no explanation. It's just I had no idea. So, from
0: probably the worst game of the weekend or the Sunday slate to arguably the best and an early contender for game of the year. The Miami dolphins scored 28 points in the fourth quarter to win a 42 38 shootout over Baltimore. And if any of you watch this game, you knew how
3: amazing this was. Q Trish and his Tua slander.
2: Yo, honestly. He, he played great. I can't slander him this game. Two, a Come back two weeks when he throws six picks, and then I'll start slandering again. Well, he threw six, so yeah, he threw
0: what? six. He threw six touchdowns, tying a franchise record, and four hundred and
2: sixty-nine yards. Yeah, no. Listen, the kid went off. I can't. I can't hate on that performance. But Lamar Jackson also went off, running in for two.
0: Yeah, three, uh, you know he ran in for one, but he carried ran the ball for one hundred and nineteen yards and threw for three more because yeah, he can't say. do anything
3: else but scramble
0: and run. <laughs> That's com- Combined, these two teams had over a 1,000 yards of offense. Yep. Um, Rashad Bateman, this was his coming out party, four receptions, 108 yards, and a score. Mark Andrews, nine receptions, 104 yards, and a score. And for Miami, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, we were worried about each of them getting the ball, had 11 mm. receptions each. Tyreek Hill, 190 yards. Jalen Waddle, 170. Both had two touchdowns. Whoa. Oh. We
3: also saw our first uh, kickoff return for a touchdown in this yeah, game. Shout out, yeah, yeah, shout out Devin Duvernay for opening this game right with 103 yards. Who I picked that's up on fantasy in one of my leagues, but didn't start him. Uh, happens. Okay, I stole one. That,
0: that, see, that's good. Is it the Dyn- Was it the Dynasty League? No, the, uh, the Oakland League. The Oakland League? Oh, yeah. I- yeah, about the Oakland League. I lost to Trish who forgot to put in a running back.
2: Oh, 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 Eric. Oh, Eric. I saw a meme that absolutely (laughs) killed me and it reminded me of you and I felt really bad for you, but it was, uh, it was a guy and it was like, when you're feeling really confident, there's only two Monday night football games left (laughs) and you think you're going to win. And then it was just death over his shoulder. And it was, um, oh fuck. Who do I have? I got Stefan. Yeah, I got Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like it's crazy.
2: 42 points on Monday night.
0: He got he got you forty five points, and now I had I had to scribble for a quarterback because Trey Lance is now out. So I pick up Mariota. Oof, I, probably, it? I, I it was the best one available. I'm sorry, I wasn't going. Geno Smith,
3: Davis Mills, or shout right out to a league that I'm in where I have Trey Lance. He got injured. I went to the uh, the waiver wire, and there is Aaron Rodgers ready to be picked up. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's-
1: <laughs> Do you like you like Marcus Mariota more than the
0: elite quarterback Joe Flacco. Listen, Joe Flacco is only going to serve me well for a couple of weeks. Mariota, the way he's actually been playing, might serve me well for a little bit longer than I thought. Yeah,
3: that's like,
0: true. Like the although the Falcons are losing, and we'll we'll get to the Falcons game in a bit. Like Mariota's been playing well. He's going he into great. this year as the twelfth. He's going into this week as a twelfth ranked quarterback. What was that, Zach? No, I said he just saying he looked great against the the Rams.
3: Yeah, he did. He, he really really did and even though they're oh and thought, oh, yeah he because Ritter got hurt right or he hasn't you know hasn't been Mariota since week one it's been yeah, Mariota since week yeah. one okay Mariota even looked good week one I forgot who it was I, playing I, for. I think you're
0: confusing him with Matt Corral for Carolina yeah, about her probably.
1: it's his oh. job to lose though I think Mariota I agree I mean like if he keeps playing like the state of no reason to go to an unexperienced rookie like Ritter I mean he's the fifth rounder so let him sit
0: yeah, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about the Falcon game in a little bit, but let's go to the the rest of the NFC South, where the Buccaneers won, you want to talk about ugly games, 20-10 to 10 yeah. over New Orleans, and this one was not pretty. It was of the game. Tom Brady avenged his kryptonite, finally beat New Orleans for the first time as a buck in the regular season, 190 yards and a touchdown. Leonard mm. Fournette, 24 carries, but the big story for this was Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore getting in a fight result Did you know this wasn't
2: suspended. this wasn't Mike Evans and Lattimore's first fight?
0: Oh yeah, I I, I saw that. This yeah, that, they yeah. fought uh,
2: like a couple years ago when mm-hmm. Jameis was still on the team. Yeah, and with with no Mike
0: Evans pending, of course, the suspension. If they have got if they have Godwin and Julio out again, their receiving core is looking mighty thin. So they decided to sign Cole Beasley to a deal.
1: And I will say this while Brady may now be one in five against the Saints in the regular season, I believe he's now, what, five and 0 against Microsoft Surface tablets in the regular season? So, oh, you know, he's yes. got that going for him.
0: I saw that. And also, I saw Sean Payton say during that fight, that's when I wanted to be on the sideline the most.
3: <laughs> mm. So, what started this fight? Because I, I see here it says uh, it says Brady's temper flare uh, flares as Bucks. So, it's did because Brady wants this fight.
2: No, Lattimore was talking shit, and then they probably mentioned was pushing against another buck, and then Brady kind of walked over and said "fuck you, bitch," and then Lattimore started screaming at Brady and kind of almost pushed him, and then Evans came in with like a fifteen-yard running head start and just <laughs> smashed Lattimore right in the chest and pushed him to crumpled him to the ground like a little rag doll, <laughs> and then proceeded to get tackled by a Saints player, and then it was just a whole tussle between both teams from there. I love when
0: he was asked he was like that's Tom Brady what you want yeah. me to do? <laughs> Tom Brady what do you expect? That was that was my favorite part is, as I didn't even see, like I had it on on you on the other TV but I was like oh wow this is great and then they talked to Mike Evans, and then I saw the quote Tom Brady what do you want me to do and I just burst out laughing. I think every uh, I think every Buccaneer player whenever they question Tom Brady for the media should just respond with it's Tom Brady what do you want me to do?
2: Yeah. Just Honestly, of- what do you expect me to do? The man has seven Super Bowls. The man's got an infinity gauntlet of Super Bowl rings. I literally can't say anything. He'll snap and my career will disappear. I- <laughs> he, is,
0: he is the Thanos of the, the NFL.
2: <laughs> Come on. Um,
0: as Detroit was favored for the first time since 2020, they made good use of it, winning 36-27 to 27 over the Washington Command. All of
2: you laughed when I said Detroit would win.
0: Didn't I pick
1: the Lions, Sue?
2: Yeah, look, because I I did write
0: down week week two, uh, you picked the Lions, uh, I believe, uh, yeah, Trish, we all picked the Lions except Zach. <laughs> right. How dare you? Right, oh my You can laugh <laughs> at Zach though.
2: Last week, everyone called me a fool for thinking they would have a chance against uh, who did they League? play last week? Eagles. The Eagles, and they almost beat them. I, I'm with these. Uh, I'm with this Lions team. I've drank the Kool Aid. I'm in. Listen, listen,
1: dare I say it? These Lions. Might be
2: kind of sneaky good.
1: They might like they have a their like offense looks really good. And they're at defense. Hutchinson looks as hyped so far.
3: Mm-hmm. Three sacks
0: of Carson Wentz, by the way, in the first half alone.
3: Yeah, I mean yeah. All, uh, I think two of them was because of uh my boy uh Aiden Hutchinson. Well that's why I that's still hard. don't think Carson, really Carson played
2: bad. poorly though. Carson.
0: Carson Wentz no, he didn't. Carson's he not played poorly. Did. Three, three half. 337 yards and three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, you can't, you know. What'd you say, Zach?
3: He was thirty for forty-six.
2: Thirty for forty-six.
0: That's still not bad, but I'll say I'll tell you this for Detroit though: the the difference maker, Amon Ross St. Brown.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Two carries for sixty-eight yards, as well as nine receptions for one hundred and sixteen yards and two touchdowns. And this offense is just getting going because they're getting Jameson Williams back, presumably later in the year.
2: For Jared Goff, this has got to feel good, right? Yeah, oh, it's,
0: this it's, feels amazing if you're Jared Goff.
2: Like there's finally some light at the end of this Detroit tunnel that you got shipped off to. Like you got you got traded, right, last season. And then you had to watch the guy who they traded you for win walk the down Bowl. the field and win the fucking Super Bowl with the team you were just with, which he probably would have won the Super Bowl with them.
3: Yeah, that's you don't think so? I think Matt Stafford's a better QB than uh,
0: Jared Goff. I think – I don't know if Jared Goff wouldn't do that NFC title game against San Francisco.
2: I don't know. I, uh, think, I, mean, I think Jared Goff's a good quarterback. I definitely think Stafford's a better quarterback. But, I mean, this year he's starting to show some of his injury, some of his age. I mean, he was on Detroit for years getting killed every other yep. play. John John was
0: talking about that last during last week's episode when we were recapping the Thursday night game, or I think it was like last Friday. When he was saying, do you think the elbow injury is still affecting Matt Stafford?
2: and I absolutely think it, it is oh yeah, definitely that that guy is never going to be able to play at hundred percent again because of the years he spent in Detroit getting physically abused behind the line it you know and he gave everything for that city and for that team and, and that's the kind of quarterback that he is. He gives his all when he's out on that field. So what we're seeing is literally everything he's physically capable of and I you know I commend him for that, but I also think that Jared Goff is. Starting to become one of those guys. I, something about Detroit. Playing in Detroit makes you give your all for your team. And I honestly think uh, that coach there in Detroit has a Dan Campbell, yeah, has a hand in that. And he that guy makes me want to run through a fucking brick wall. <laughs> I love that dude.
1: I like Trish. I, I, here's what I'll say. I, I agree with you. I think that Goff is now experiencing like kind of second wind, so to speak, in his career. You know, I feel like towards the end of his tenure with the Rams. You know, he definitely after that Super Bowl, I feel like he kind of got mentally shaken up a little bit. Honestly, he kind of got figured out. Not going to lie. And I think that might have honestly mentally shaken him until the point like where, you know, last year, the first half of the season in Detroit, he didn't look the same. Right. until they finally got that win against the Vikings. And ever since then, you know, he's been playing with, you know, more confidence. And if he can play with that confidence, you know, and with the weapons they have around him in Detroit's. He really does have the potential to be – I don't know about the quarterback in the future, but at least he can earn a spot somewhere else. You know, he seems – if, like, Jimmy G can be a starter on a team and get you an FC title game, why can't Jared Goff? I feel like Jared Goff has a better arm.
2: I honestly think at this point with Goff, Detroit likes to stick by their quarterback. If Goff can show a couple of good seasons here, I don't think they're going to move on from him. I think they'll just stick with him for a little There's, bit. There'd be no need to. Yeah, if you have a serviceable quarterback in Jared Goff, why would you go and get a rookie, someone that you're going to have to train up and have them figure out the new system and all this when you could just keep Jared Goff and have him play for you? I think, you know, if Dan as long as Dan Campbell is head coach, I think Jared Goff will be quarterback. And the thing with Jared Goff is now
0: that the, you know, he's in Detroit, there's no more pressure of being the number 1 overall pick.
2: Yeah. You that know, true. and I
0: I think I think that was getting to both him and the man selected after him, Carson Wentz. I think both of them had that that mental thing of living up to those expectations, and it's a lot tougher in L.A. and Philadelphia, two of the biggest markets for for sports in, in the country. Now they're in Detroit and Washington, and you notice how there's not that many eyes on them anymore, and you see how well they've been doing these first two weeks.
1: Very promising start for Detroit being that I think that they're the top three offense and points scored. And yeah, a lot of that has to do with Goff, you know, improving this year. They got, and like, you know, you, like you said, can't wait till Jameson Williams comes back to really see what that offense can do.
0: And the other thing I like about Detroit, one of the best offensive lines in football. That's why Jared Goff is doing so well too.
1: Oh, and DeAndre Swift that we haven't and even and touched Swift. on him.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Literally, he's we some of us predicted he'd be having a breakout year. He's currently in the mix for a
1: breakout season.
0: Yeah.
1: Averaging 10 yards per carry, believe it or not.
0: Well, I very, very wish I wish very greatly that Tony was on this episode during the next game. The 49ers beat the Seahawks 27 to 7, but that's not the story. It's Trey Lance leaving early. (laughs) with an ankle injury that will sideline him for the year as it is presumably Garoppolo in San Francisco. Well, it is Garoppolo in San Francisco. Yes. now he, San he,
2: Francisco,
3: he wins too.
2: Yeah. Now they look like geniuses in San Francisco yep. keeping Jimmy G because your boy is down. Jimmy G is and Jimmy G is a very serviceable quarterback. We've seen it for the past couple of years. We not, you know, he's not the best quarterback, but at least you have somebody there and take the reins. Jimmy G's feeling like a genius now for resigning and restructuring. He's going to get
0: that signing bonus. And he just beat the team that he was rumored the most to go to in the off season as well. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's got to feel good. Um, but the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is this. He wins you football games. I don't know how, like through whatever way he gets you the win. Like his career record is impeccable. I don't know how it's as good as it is.
2: It, yeah it, it really does baffle you because he's not you know he's not the best he's not the most, most athletic he's not the fastest he doesn't throw the most touchdowns he doesn't throw for the most yards but he gets results he's a game he's a game management quarterback
3: yeah and and he, because of Brady
2: yeah and he
0: manages it really well <laughs> yeah and it's it's because it's it's of Belichick and honestly with quarterbacks Kyle Shanahan is a very 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 good coach he threw for 150 yards 54 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Geno Smith struggled 24 for 30, 197 yards and a pick. However, Seattle's leading rusher was Rashad Penny with only 15 yards on the ground. Mm. Oh, my God! Seattle in total had only 36 rushing yards for the game. That's tough. That's not going to win you football games. Nope. Granted, I don't think that's Seattle's goal this year. But if they if they want to at least try, you know, that's not the way uh, oh. to do it.
2: We can say that they don't want to win football games, but they beat the Broncos last they, week. They so did. What are trying to do? I,
0: I, and let's – well, we'll get to that game next. But <laughs> I think that's more Denver just beating on themselves than Seattle. Like, Denver gave that game away. A multiple. 100%. Speaking of the Broncos, let's talk about the Broncos. 16-9 to 9 in a low-scoring affair against the Houston Texans. Uh, Russell Wilson, 219 yards, one touchdown. Okay. Expect a little bit of
3: ball against Houston. That uh, disappoints me in a way. He was 14 for 31 on his passes. Yeah. He needs yeah. to be – I don't like. – he's got wide receivers. He does. And Not even for, though – though Jerry, got wide receivers that can serviceably yeah. catch the ball. Yeah,
0: and even though Jerry Judy is um, – is questionable and he left the game early with a shoulder injury. Still, you got Cortland Sutton who had 122 yards. Uh, when KJ Hamler comes back, you got another weapon there. Albert O didn't record a single reception this entire game, he's a really good tight end. I don't know what the game plan is here. And also, Javante Williams uh against Seattle had was it 12 targets today or on Sunday, only one reception, 10 yards. I don't know what's going on out there in Denver and I'm not really sure, but it seems like it should be more than 16 to nine. And there's already questions and finger pointing going on at Nathaniel
1: Hackett. I I think a big problem though is yes, they do have a good receiving core on paper, but they did have a good amount of drops from their receivers last on Sunday, five drops, I believe. So that definitely doesn't help Russ, but like you said, I mean, Javante Williams, you have a, young running back who's i have a feeling he could break he could easily break out this year he has the talent and like they're just refusing to use him they're not using the running backs enough i mean they're just so determined to let russ cook or whatever but it's not even working out broncos country isn't riding just yet (laughs) and listen nathaniel hackett Already setting a lot of, you know, red flag, like showing a lot of red flags as as like a first time coach. Well, not a first time coach, but, you know, as the coach of the Broncos, you know, in his first few games, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, did you see them, the fans counting
0: down the play clock? I did. I, I heard. I was like, oh, my God, are they calling plays from
1: the stands? It's like the I believe the sequence went right before halftime. Is that they uh they took too long to set up for like a punt well, no for a field goal. And so they got a delay of game and they were forced to punt, but no timeouts left. That's oh. Ugh.
0: That's chargers clock management. Hmm. That's usually reserved for your AFC West counterpart, not not Denver.
1: Well, you, listen, can it, you can tell they hired Hackett Justice as an attempt to get Rogers. Oh, I I, I think heard. I think so, but I mean because Rogers, I mean, is apparently that entire offense there, because what did Hackett even do for the Packers if this is what the offense in Denver looks after two weeks? hmm Well, as much as
0: the offense is missing in Denver, it seems like Kyle Pitts has been missing in Atlanta. As the Rams don't blow a 28-3 lead, they almost did, uh, they end up holding on barely for a 31-27 win at SoFi, I mentioned Kyle Pitts' name because he only had two receptions for 19 yards,
2: and it hurts oh, me so deep in my core.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, are you a Kyle Pitts fantasy owner, trash?
2: I am in multiple in multiple leagues.
0: I am. I am sorry. To <laughs> do send
2: my condolences. Bastard's not producing this year. I mean, listen, I have hope for him. He's still a really, really talented player. I mean, he just needs to find his footing. I mean. New quarterback, them, new scheme. Cuckoo, they took him to top 10 for a reason, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, listen, last year he put up. He was doing really well last season. It, this season, so far, he hasn't produced. Uh, he's just got to wake up this season.
1: Well, let me it, ask you
2: this, though, Trish. When
1: when the coach of the Falcons says, and like in in response to a question about the amount of targets Pitts is getting, and he says, this isn't fantasy football we're, we're trying to play to win, is that
2: concerning you? Oh, it definitely concerns me as a Kyle Pitts fantasy owner. Um, why are you not utilizing your your, you know, most – I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Like dynamic your, talented player. Yeah, yeah your dynamic most dynamic weapon. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. If you're trying to win football games, give the ball to the best guy on the field, and that's Kyle Pitts. I don't know why you're not.
0: Somebody asked Kyle Pitts if he was getting frustrated. The quote he said was, it's early, it's a long season, it's a 17-game season, could go farther, so I'm not getting frustrated.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they're just trying to keep him healthy for later in the season. Maybe he's nursing an injury that, you know, they just don't want to tell us about right now. Um, You never know. Or they're just using him as a decoy right now, and now they're the, just keeping him as a load of to gun. To the, go.
0: the other interesting thing is, and John, this is, this is where you come in. Mm-hmm. Me and John went to Jets camp on August 19th when they were doing the scrimmage against Atlanta. We didn't see any of Kyle Pitts.
1: Oh, yeah, no. He was, like, invisible on the field. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, maybe he is hurt right now. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he Just is trying to come back from something. But your other
0: top 10 pick, Drake London, eight receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. He is paying
1: off in spades. Good weekend for the rookie wide receivers with yeah. with London showing what he has and Garrett Wilson, you know, especially too. How about the mention? How about, him. how about
0: London, Olave, and Wilson all leading their team in receiving yards?
1: You love to see it, honestly, man. The receivers coming out of college these days are actually nuts, honestly, dude. Nothing like it was earlier in the decade. You know, these receivers are coming out polished, NFL ready right out, right off the bat. It's crazy. It's strange.
0: Let's let's transfer over to the Rams side of things. Matt Stafford, two hundred seventy-two yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Daryl Henderson, forty-seven yards. Cam Akers, forty-four yards on the ground. Cooper Cup, eleven receptions, hundred eight yards, two touchdowns. He is this Rams offense. Oh, Allen Robinson got a touchdown as well.
2: Cooper Cup is my fucking boy. He always will be to the day I die. I love Cooper Cup. He's, he's such a good player. He's oh my god, he's so good.
1: That's my first round pick right there. He's ridiculous.
2: Man. I have him in the dynasty league. Oh, my MVP last year. He's gonna be my MVP this year. He's he's just a different breed of wide receiver. And usually this level talent wide receiver, they don't get a super bowl ring. I'm really glad to see Cup getting a super bowl ring. Yeah, and he
0: wasn't really that true number one receiver until last year when he had that monster season. Yeah. It's crazy how he fell to the third round of the draft.
1: It's insane to me. Yeah.
0: Arguably one of
3: the
1: Minnesota. one of the greatest rises for a receiver, though, in the last few years, you could say. Oh, absolutely.
0: Definitely. Well, well, Zach, it's it's your time to to bust on us for this one as the Arizona Cardinals come back from a 20 to nothing deficit to beat the Las Vegas Raiders 29 23. The Raiders are 0 2 on the year. Tyler Murray finally wins on a Call of Duty weekend. Yes, he does. <laughs> 31 for 49, 277 yards and a touchdown. He is rewarded with extra time on the Call of Duty beta. The um, yes. Game.
3: He went right home after that and played the beta
0: and, and did it so last.
3: more clause is paying
2: off. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: Well, it didn't pay off last week, but I'll say this. Going one and one against the toughest division in football, I know we've, we put the Cardinals over the Coles on last week's episode. They deserve some props for, for coming back from this one.
1: Yeah, and what an impressive performance by Kyler Murray. Dude, the yeah. the plays that he was making in that fourth quarter. That, that's I think we, we all talk about the two-point conversion. Just
2: mm-hmm. that was
1: unbelievable. 20 seconds, and he just completely freestyled and improvised. And this showed what only what makes him so special in this league, you know, because only he can make that play, or probably Lamar, you know, anyone with that kind of quickness. Only like there's only a handful of players like that.
0: It was really, really, really heads up by Kyler, honestly.
1: And he, again, he's doing this without D hop. Yeah, I mean, it's who's the who is he throwing it to this past weekend? Hollywood Brown. Reg Greg dorch. dorch. Greg Dorch, yeah. The human Dorch, man. I'd love to see it. The human dorch. <laughs> I think Bye. he had a touchdown, didn't he?
0: Uh he did have a touchdown, four receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. Derek Carr. 252 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams, two receptions, 12 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Quiet day for Devontae. Hmm. Yeah. Notice, Noticeable that you didn't see on any of the broadcasts when the Packers played that night about how the Packers receivers had more yards than Devontae Adams did after they, for some reason, brought that up in week one. Oh, <laughs> wonder why you didn't see that. Yeah. And they don't want to shut the
0: Packers. Yeah. So let's, let's get to the game that made – a, a lot of us angry. The Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys with a 2017 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. What was that, Zach? The Bengals are dead to me. The Bengals are dead to Zach. Yep. That is that is it. It is over. It's over. Because they, you, you, you bought back into that pool, didn't you? No, I can't. That's only uh, week well, you one. Did, you did week one. No, I won week one. Oh, you won week one. Who'd you pick week yeah. one?
3: Week one, I had uh, Who's it? The, the Ravens over the Jets. Baltimore? Okay.
0: Yeah, and th- th- no excuses for losing this one,
3: Cincinnati. None. It, like it took him to the third, the second half to be able to score a touchdown. Like and this,
2: yeah, he this. had
3: plenty of opportunities to get down the field and score, and he just he, they were punting every time. Joe Burrow is projected to be
1: sacked a hundred or on pace to be sacked one hundred and thirteen times, guys. Uh,
2: yeah, that can't be.
1: Listen, at this point, he might never leave the bench in front of his locker like ever again. You know, and we we all said, every single one of us
0: said, "Oh my God, the Bengals have to win this game, Bengals by 15 Was what Tony said. Yeah. I can't. Be, I can't believe they lost.
2: The There's Bengals. No lost. The Bengals really need to uh, figure out their O line situation. I mean, you know. I know they made moves in the off season and they went out and they tried and to get more offensive line. They got a couple of different guys from a couple of different places and it looked like they were making good moves, but whatever you did, it didn't work. Figure something else out because your kid is getting killed again. Specifically with Lyle Collins. I think
0: like that's the side that keeps getting all the pressure. Now, granted, you did have to face TJ Watt and you had to face Michael Parsons back to back, but you're the defending AFC champions. Seriously. you put so much money into this offensive line that you think by this point it'd be fixed.
1: Well Burrow's not doing himself any favors, man. He's got to learn to put he's got to know to he gotta know when to bail on a play. Okay, he can't just be trying to play hero ball for 60 minutes every game. He's gotta know to like, you know, take a screen path. I feel like a lot of it has to do with coaching because they got to be telling him to not to be taking what the defense is giving him, and not just trying to wait for these long plays to develop. Because clearly that wasn't working. And like on Sunday against the Cowboys, and it definitely didn't work against the Steelers in Week One. Throwing for less
0: than 200 yards on the day, Jamar Chase only had 54 total yards. There's problems in Cincinnati. There's problems. And wait,
1: correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't weren't the Steelers up big in that game till until the fourth quarter? Like it was it like 23.
0: They like the, the
1: the Bengals cannot survive if they keep just going down like by 3 by 3 scores and then having to come back in the fourth. They can't. That's not sustainable. You
0: can't win with that. There's no way. There's especially with Baltimore starting as hot as they've been and I know they lost, but they have been a, on a really 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 good pace. And even Pittsburgh won one one since he is last in that division
1: after 2 weeks. Yeah, listen. I I liked Sincere last year. They had an amazing playoff run, and I'll give them all the credit in the world for that. But to be honest, in the regular season, they they were kind of benefited by playing a crippled AFC North with Ben Roethlisberger as the starting quarterback at the Steelers twice. Lamar, I believe, was hurt for both of their matchups against the Bengals. And also, I mean, what was it? who was starting for? I mean, oh, no, Baker did start most of the year, but Baker was playing with one arm, essentially. So
0: other thing was an easy schedule for Cincinnati, finishing
1: last in the division in 2020. Yeah, that too. You know that helped um, as well. This, I mean, def- they definitely need to figure out this O line issue, and it isn't, and it is something that you know they have enough talent on that team to I think make it work and make a playoff run. But I don't know if the division's in the cards this year. I mean the Ravens look really great so far and the Browns outside of a last minute collapse did look pretty solid against the Jets.
0: Yeah, and and the Bengals have those very Jets next week,
1: you know. So And we'll, the, we'll, we'll see. Jets got a, hey, my Jets got a lot of momentum right now, man. You never you never know what a comeback like that can do for a locker room. And as, you know, since the is down right now, but that also could mean they're going to be extra motivated to, you know, Kick our ass next week, so we'll
0: yeah, see. Like you said, I think Joe Burrow is still staring at his locker.
1: Still star- uh, He might. He might never stop staring. Aaron
0: Rodgers continues his ownership of the Chicago Bears franchise, winning twenty-seven to ten on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, this he'll never
2: game. lose to the Bears.
0: Why? Why was, this, why was this game on Sunday Night? Why? Bears-Packers yeah. rivalry. It's it's not a rivalry when one team consistently wins. I'll That's
2: hit you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you call the Vikings Packers a rivalry. I know they won this year, but the Vikings you, have won a lot of the time.
0: It's usually one. It's usually one. Yeah. We usually split. split. We usually split with Green Bay. Like, if, if, if we lost every game against Green Bay, I would have said it too. But no, the, um, and the thing is this with the win, the Packers have tied the Bears for the NFL's all time winningest franchise. Huh. Let's go over the, the stats. Aaron Rodgers, 234 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but the story here is just the lack of offense from the Bears. Justin Fields, throwed the ball 11 times, completing seven passes for 70 yards and one pick.
2: That's yes. Wow.
1: How does that even happen? And like, how do you only throw 11 passes over 60 minutes? And not only that, how do you only have 70 passing yards? I mean, you were down the entire game. And one of one of those passes was to Khalil Herbert, a running back. Just, I mean, it was this. This wasn't a monsoon. This wasn't a monsoon, dude. But like, what? what, what there's no excuse for this performance. And, and by the way,
0: I saw that field in Lambeau. Don't hit me with the frozen tundra. <laughs> like, you know,
1: that was a clear field. It was a great night in Green Bay. Come like, on, I like. I don't know about you guys, but were, there was a point within that game where. I just – I knew it was completely out of reach. And I just like, realized that the Bears are not going to be competitive at all. And I just turned it off. I just kept checking the score to see yeah. how my fantasy players were doing.
0: Yeah,
2: were I turned
1: it off.
3: The quarter, and then that was it. They scored that first touchdown, and that was it. Yeah, and me and, and, me and Zach were hyped. We were like, I was. I three, let's go. Before scored that touchdown. I bet $8 on them.
0: Yeah, and th- the other thing is you are not using Darnell Mooney, right, Chicago? Nope. The, the, one, the Bears one reception passing, one reception negative four yards,
1: like the Bears passing pass catchers over two weeks are like are are dead essentially. Cole Komet, zero catchers in two weeks. i Mooney, I think his you said he has one catch, but it's for negative four yards. Or he one like catch that.
0: negative four yards, and it's, David Montgomery two catches fourteen yards.
1: Montgomery is the lone bright spot in that entire shithole, like an offense that you bet that they like that they're calling an offense. At least he, it's defensive to the eyes, honestly. And even he had a bad game week one too. Well, everyone had a bad game week one. That that actually that that's an excuse. That that was a monsoon. But like this 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 past game just really is confounding to me. I mean, it's like Matt Nagy is still there on the sideline. That's, the ghost that, of him. That's what I said in the group chat. I was like, my God, it's like Nagy's still there. That's what it it's, feels like. And I mean, this, it stands out even more when you saw how, you know, good the Lions played earlier in the day. It's just like, what, what the hell is this? And
0: somehow the Bears are one and one. Same record as the Packers. Monday night football game one was just the the end of the Tennessee Titans. This, this was it. This was the final blow. 41-7 to seven at the hands of the Buffalo Bills.
3: It was a slaughter. <laughs> it was a
0: slaughter. Now the, the obvious question is this is Tennessee that bad or is Buffalo that good or a little bit of both? I think it's a little bit of both. A yeah. A
1: little bit
0: of both. A little bit of both. Definitely a little bit of both. Ryan I mean, Hill, 117 yards. Two picks.
3: Yeah, he didn't look good at all. He wasn't I uh, didn't have the eye in the field that he usually does, and they he couldn't even get the run game going. So hey Zach, who was the leading rusher for the Titans? uh wasn't derrick henry
0: hassan haskins 37 my yards my boy ahead of derrick henry who only had 25 yards on the ground for an average of 1.9 yards per carry you
3: yeah, know he looked good they did he didn't get any touches week one against the giants and i'm surprised they even figured out ah, screw it throw him in against the bills and he proves himself he's proved that he can get some yards and get good plays when he you know gets the ball and you know, just like what he did in Michigan. it ended up being
0: Malik Willis as the first rookie quarterback that we saw in action. Yep. with Lost a fumble. Appearance and relief. And he lost a fumble. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. That, that,
1: was, that was no good, very bad game for Tennessee. But, yeah, <laughs> Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. man. Josh Allen,
0: 26 for 38, 317 yards, four touchdowns, Three to Stephon Diggs, who had 148 receiving yards on the day.
1: I, I think my favorite stat is that Buffalo finally fought, was had had a punt like at some point in the third quarter, but then Tennessee missed it, muffed it, and then uh, they got the ball right back. I scored.
0: Like it bounced off their shoulder too.
1: I'm like, oh my god, really? <laughs> it's everything going their way, man. I, I believe they have the most. Points scored in the NFL and also the highest. I think that the highest point differential because they also have allowed what seven points this week for the Titans and what was it? How many did the, the Rams have in Week One? Like oh, to 10? It, was, 10? it was It
0: was low. It, it was
1: it was like ten, teens. right?
0: It was in the teens.
1: Yeah, it was like ten points, like seventeen points after two weeks is insane.
0: Yeah, the Bills won thirty-one to ten over the Rams, Week One. So seventeen I... points two weeks, an average of eight <laughs> and an average of eight and a half points a week.
1: Yeah, I am I think I think you could say I'm scared to have Zach Wilson play this fucking team.
0: And when we'll, we'll get we'll get to the picks uh later, but there's already we already have a split in the Buffalo game. I'm just saying that. And then finally, primetime Kirk Cousins makes a, a cameo appearance on Monday Night Football.
3: A cameo That's he made more than a cameo. It
0: was it was it was a it was a big cameo. <laughs> just say that it was a long cameo. He was uh, the main actor. Yeah, it was full-blown. 24-7. to 7. Mm. So He gets the win. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm. Not Jaylen. good for
0: him. Jalen Hurts, though. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know. And Darius Sly.
2: You made Jalen Hurts look good. How does that make you feel?
0: Well, Jalen Hurts also looked good the week before against Detroit, too. He did, yeah. yeah. He, did really, he looked really good, actually.
1: Jalen Hurts looks like he's improved. And you, like, you, you will all learn.
0: Yeah, yeah, and well, again, the, what an episode this would have been good for
1: Tony to be on,
0: because
1: I know he hates Keelan Hurts' his guts. Well, I mean, I, I feel like what do you guys think? I know you guys would have liked to like see a of Vikings. All of you guys would have liked to see a Vikings All uh, win need- because that would have meant the Giants would have been the first.
3: Yep. All I needed was twelve goddamn points from Kirk Cousins in fantasy. He did not get get you that. He didn't even get me ten. Well, like I said in the group chat,
0: misery loves company. I was disappointed for a whole different reason.
3: I knew I made a mistake of putting him in.
0: Well, it was it's it's
1: prime time,
3: you know. It was it him. Happens Mayfield, and I mean, didn't
1: I feel that... like you still made the right choice. Probably you know? though. Is... didn't make, didn't Baker suck no, on but Sunday. But
0: so points. Two cr- two crazy stats from the Vikings' perspective, and John was complaining about Adam Thielen multiple times throughout this game about him not getting a target oh he yeah finished, he finished with the most receiving yards on minnesota He really? how many <laughs> yards did he have 52 oh god and the leading rusher for the vikings
3: was kirk cousins yes it was 20 yards
0: 20 yards
2: not a great showing
1: from the
0: head of dalvin cook and tied with dalvin cook is jalen rager
1: No, listen, you can't can't overreact because, you know, only been two weeks for Kevin O'Connell. And this is his first time as a head coach, right? He was a coordinator before with the Rams. So, yeah, give him a little bit of time to figure out. He did look good. The whole team, the Vikings looked good against the Packers in week one. But it also makes you think about, like, just this has been a weird season so far. You know, it's trying to, like, it's kind of weird trying to, like, organize like who's better than what team you know at this stage you know it's going to be really interesting whenever tony brings out his power rankings again well the other and by the way i just want to point out i did ask tony if i could do permission for the power
0: tiers his response quote no oh. a simple yes, <laughs> no. spoken yeah but the other thing with the vikings is this and i know you guys all all watch the game i did, did not you, you did not you were just you were too you were too disappointed well, once
3: the, uh, I saw the oh, both- well,
0: yeah, I, I know why you didn't. Now that makes sense with the whole Mets clinching the playoff spot.
3: Well, that too. And, and on top of it, they were both blowouts. I was watching the Buffalo game and I was like, ah, it's not even worth turning on the other game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't at that point.
0: Um, but the thing is, this Minnesota is no longer going super run heavy, and that's that to me is a good thing, you know. Is it- well, not if you, I'll tell you this, not if Kirk makes those throws, but it's not as much of a predictable play call as
1: it was. There was no positives from this game from the Minnesota perspective. None. I like having a pass first offense, but if the run game's working, then do it. You know, I
0: mean, it's. Well, that's the thing. Like you have a top 10, easily a top 10 running back in football, the potentially top five, like you said, right? Dalvin Cook yeah. had four attempts. Four.
1: That was it. Three, Sorry. It seems like there's right. a so lack that- of a that there's a lack of adjustments in that in this game from O'Connell man. I mean just like they just didn't try and change their entire approach to what they were doing. They just kept trying to do these shitty screen passes to Hook that just kept getting swallowed up in the backfield. Yeah and I, I just
0: don't like I like the screen pass but I don't use I don't like it when it's like every third play. Yeah.
3: You know?
0: Um Harrison Smith 13 tackles that's good. Um
1: but yeah banner day for Jalen Hurts Banner Day, Un- unbelievable performance actually from him. If it wasn't for that little uh, bobble in his hands by a uh, Kenneth Gainwell, I believe he would have been perfect on the day. This, that one interception, not even his fault. My my favorite thing though is that in John's fantasy
0: league, my quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Oh my gosh, dude! I you're, riding you're, I'm riding high. You bet it's not a two quarterback league,
1: <laughs> right? You, um, and, what was that John? Uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts, though, in my in one of my other fantasy leagues, saved single-handedly bringing me back from down twenty. Uh, well, I was down twenty to making me go up forty points. For my matchup with him having Derrick Henry and Irv Smith left.
0: <laughs> All right, you guys want to? You guys want to discuss week three? Let's do it. Yep. Let's, let's do, do some. Picks. Let's do these picks. Eight fifteen 15 on Thursday on Amazon Prime. We have an AFC North battle, longtime rivals. The Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling up to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. Tony has the Browns. Tom has the Steelers. Give me
3: the Browns at home. Uh, let's start with Zach. Who do you have? Give me the Steelers this week. I think they bounce back, and I think the Browns are in a tough way after that Jets loss, and they're favored, so I like the Steelers being uh, given points here. Do you have any cool facts about this game? Oh, let me go to the app. Go around. and on, uh, I will. Trish,
0: Trish, Browns or Steelers?
2: I think both teams really need a bounce back here. Mm-hmm, big time. Uh, yeah, last week was not good for either team. So, I mean, I'm thinking the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky might be more capable of a bounce back. I don't know. I'm going to go with the Steelers.
0: I mean, honestly, I'll say this both teams look so even. Heavy run game, you know, a little bit weird on the the uh, the wide receiver side. Um, but the Browns definitely do have the better offensive line. See uh, defenses I'd say are also about even. John, who do you have?
1: You know, this is like again, very much a kind of pick 'em kit game, you know, you could really go either way, but me personally, I can't, I'd give the edge to the Browns here. right it's like their defense against the quarterback like Mr. Trubisky a little bit more. I feel like Trubisky is not going to win you this game. He's just going to play it safe, and that's going to allow the Browns to take over.
3: Zach, do do you have your Yes, I do. The Browns have failed to cover the spread in each of their last eight games as favorites against the AFC North opponents. That's And the other one is the underdogs have won each of the last three games between the Steelers and the Browns.
0: The Browns the Browns are four and a half point favorites. The over/under for this game is a measly thirty-eight points.
3: Yeah, actually,
1: you know Both what? Good for the Steelers, though. Are you gonna switch, John? I don't want to root for the Browns. I, it's not even a give me the Steelers. Gotta boy, John.
0: You know, yeah, give me Pittsburgh too for the second. <laughs> yeah,
1: welcome to the dark
0: side, gentlemen. For for the, for the second, well, here's the thing: it was a pick 'em, but honestly, and I busted Zach for saying he leaned too much into his facts last week. Those two facts kind of made up for me. They yeah. are really good And backs. look at how those facts did for me last week. And look at how well you did, Zach. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Zach, so Zach only...
2: are you are you going to take the Steelers? I, yeah,
0: I took the yeah. Steelers. Zach,
2: oh, Zach
0: only got three games wrong last week. That's nuts. Wow. Wow. <laughs> three he got wrong were the Lions-Commander game, the 49 ers Seahawk game, and much like all of us, the Bengal-Cowboy game.
1: Yep. That's reasonable, though.
0: Sunday, what a long one this week. One o'clock on Fox, the New Orleans Saints, led by presumably Jameis Winston, although he is a little banged up, traveled to Carolina as Baker Mayfield and the Panthers are looking for their first win of the year. Both Tony and Tom have the Saints. Give me the Saints on the road. Zach.
3: Mm, this is a tough one. No, actually, it's not. Give me Jameis Winston and the Saints. And then I got two hot tips here. The okay. Panthers have failed to cover the spread in each of their last nine games. The spread is, it says on ESPN here, New Orleans minus three. And the Saints have won 12 of their last 13 road games against NFC South opponents.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this This seems like New Orleans here. John, yeah. are you going Saints yeah. or Panthers? Yeah.
1: I, I'm going to go Saints here, but I do have a fun fact to share with you guys. The on. if the if it goes as we're all pre- uh, predicting with the Saints, you know, dominating the Panthers, then Matt Rule uh, will have been on a ten-game losing streak, and that will match his uh, career win total. For I the think. Panthers.
0: I, I think you need to at least. I think they should have considered firing Rule a while ago, but
1: you might have to now. I hope so. I mean, it's, it's a disaster. The, the Matt Rule era, you can definitely say. One o'clock on CBS. Oh
0: God, why? Terrible. The O one and one Houston Texans traveling to Chicago to take on the one and one Chicago Bears. Why do we have to watch this? Well, we don't have to. It's probably not gonna be on red so much. Tony's taking the Texans. Tom is taking the Bears.
3: Give me give me the Texans on the road. Zach. The Texans have lost each of their last 20 games as underdogs against the NFC opponents. Wow. And, and the favorites have covered in the spread in nine of the Bears' last 10 games at Soldier Field. The Bears and are minus three, too. Bears are minus three. But I'm going to have to go – no, I'm going to stick with the Bears here. I think they're going to bounce back. I don't think the Texans are very good with Davis Mills, and I think the Bears are just slightly better. Exactly. It's going to be a snooze fest, so –
0: Zach not a member of Mills Mafia. Nope. Trish Texans or Bears?
2: I'm going to take the Bears as well. I'm
0: going to go with the Bears. John, I'm taking the Bears here. Four and two in favor of Chicago.
2: Part one of the reason of- I took the Bears is because they may they put up more points last week than the uh, <laughs> than the Texans. That's- that, is
0: that, that is true. That is true. That is true by one, but it is more. Hey, that's still more. One o'clock on CBS. The undefeated Kansas City Chiefs travel to Indianapolis to take on the winless Colts. Tony has the Chiefs. Tom has the Chiefs. Is anybody taking the Colts? No. 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 Making, making my job typing this a lot easier.
3: Yep. I got Maybe two. What are, okay. what are your hot tips for Chiefs Colts? So first one, not too, not a big deal. Uh, the the Colts have last seven games have gone under the total points line It's the last seven games <laughs> that, I, that adds up yeah and then the Colts uh, lost each of their last 10 games as home underdogs Jeez. Yeah. what what's the spread on this Zach? Uh, on Barstool I'm seeing Kansas City by six and a half. That's disrespectful
0: <laughs> yeah that that is disrespectful it, it should be more. One o'clock on CBS. The battle, battle in the undefeated in the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills traveling down to Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Tom has the Bills. Tony has the Dolphins. Yeah, give this me, is... Give me the Bills awesome. on the road, but I love... I'll say this, I love the over in this matchup. No matter what, who wins.
3: I'll take Buffalo, though. Zach, who you got? So I'm just going to start with the hot tips. The Bills have covered in it, the spread in their last four games as favorites which okay uh and then the bills have won each of their last seven games against the dolphins but this is a different dolphins team this is oh this is a tough game i'm gonna go with the dolphins at home
0: bills according to DraftKings, five and a half point under uh five and a half point favorites uh, buffalo is trish bills or dolphins
2: i'm gonna take the bills
1: John, I'm not convinced by – I'm not a believer of two of us, though. Listen, six touchdowns, great performance. Touchdown.
0: Wow. Yeah. Almost for yeah. yeah. 500 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't – On the road, by the way.
1: I still need to see more. <laughs> I need to – listen, honestly, I'm not even joking here. Like, I mean, listen, yeah, you had – one good mitch trubisky had six touchdowns in a game okay in 2018 anyone could do yeah. that okay he's also he's, nick, also,
0: he's also an nvp so once two against the nvp that that slander better go away
1: you know who's tied for the nfl record in touchdown passes eric who is that nick Foles, seven touchdowns
0: Mm-hmm. I what is that, in that game
1: what kind of how how much of a franchise quarterback is he been
0: <laughs> he's
1: one with the ring i'll say that that's true. that's true. I'm not saying Tua can't <laughs> win a ring
0: one day as a backup. Now, now, now that Tom's not here, we can say that. That's true. That's an, er, that's an Erd ring, by the way.
1: Very, very much an Erd ring.
0: One o'clock on Fox, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions traveling to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings, my beloved Minnesota Vikings. Tony's got the Lions. Tom has the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings at home, although it would not shock me if Detroit ends up getting the win here. Zach, who you got, Lions or Vikings?
3: Uh, The Lions have covered the spread in each of the last four games against the NFC North opponents, and each of the Lions' last four games have gone over the uh, total points line. I'm going to take the Lions here. You know what?
0: I'm actually going to change mine to Lions, too. I just remembered that we gave Jared Goff and the Lions their first one last year, and and that just doesn't – actually, no, nah, I'm going to stick Minnesota. It's a home game. Trish, Lions or Vikings?
2: I'm going to take the Lions. I already told you I drank the Kool-Aid, and it is not going to stop.
0: John, you going with the purple people eaters, or are you going with the kitties?
2: Nah, I'm with Trish on the
1: Kool-Aid. And I'm, I'm I'm taking the, um, the Lions, Drew and through. I believe in Dan Campbell and Jared Goff.
0: I'll say this the lines are six and a half point favorites, though. I don't think there's any way Minnesota covers. Just say that. One o'clock on Fox. Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. Almost made a voice crack there. Traveling up to take Mac Jones and the New England Patriots in that team's home opener. Tony's got the Ravens. Tom has the Ravens. I'm going to take the Ravens as well. Zach, Ravens or Patriots?
3: Ravens have lost seven of their last eight games. And then each of the Patriots last six games at Gillette stadium have gone over. I think the Ravens are going to spoil the home opener here. I think the Ravens need to turn it around from that big win or big loss uh, against the dolphins. And I think they're going to do it.
0: You know, and the thing about the stat with the 78 games, many of that were with Tyler Hunley and a very injured defense. Trish Ravens or Patriots. I'm going to take
1: the Ravens here. John, Ravens, or Pats? I'm taking the Ravens here. I'm not really a believer in the Matt Patricia offense offense led led by the Patriots. John, that's your first bird team of the day. Well, listen, it's probably a few bird teams I'm taking today looking down the list. One o'clock on CBS. Oh, this should be fun. The 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals
0: travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. Tony's got the Bengals. Tom has the Bengals. Give me the Bengals winning their first game of the year
3: at MetLife. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> the Sotsip's insane. Jets have lost 28 of their last 35 games. <laughs> oh Christ. John, um, I'm, John I'm sorry. It happens. No, but the, the Bengals are dead to me. The Jets honestly have looked better than the Bengals offensively. I'm going to take the Jets. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's... <sighs> I, I you, like how I like how authentic Zach was to the Bengals or dead to me by not even reading their hot tip. <laughs>
3: you, you no, ma- there you was must, there was none for him. You yeah. must be tremendously.
1: You must be tremendously down to take the Jets over the Bengals.
3: I took the Jets last week, John. I got you a win.
1: Listen, I understand, but still. No. I mean bet- betting the jets when they're like well, we're not favored I mean I know we're home but we're, we're definitely still dogs by, point like how much point
0: dogs so, so I I don't need to ask John for his pick then
1: <laughs>
0: Uh so I assume John's taking the
1: Bengals yeah, yeah no I got, I I got to take But I, listen I want I want to believe that you know we can do this but I mean listen maybe if maybe I'll be proven wrong I'll take I'll take up being wrong on a pick if it means the jets actually win so yeah I'm taking the Bengals
0: Trish, are you a believer with Zach, or are you sticking
1: to the Bengals?
2: No, I'm going to take the Bengals.
1: Hey, Everybody hey, can hey. doubt me.
3: It's fine. No, uh, listen, listen yeah, the Jets do
1: better when people doubt. De- we, we need you
3: to be taking receipts like Robert Sava. Oh, I did. I had three losses last week <laughs> after <laughs> only winning four games the week before. Zach, Zach will remind you that
0: this was his bounce-back week. Yes. <laughs> One o'clock on Fox, The winless, another battle of winless teams that both made the playoffs last year. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders heading down to Nashville to take on the Titans. Tony's taking the Raiders. Tom is taking the Raiders. I am in agreement. Give me the Raiders on the road. Zach.
3: Um, the Raiders have lost five of their last six games after coming off of overtime. And each of the Titans' last six games at Nissan Stadium have gone under. The Titans have not shown anything for me to want to pick them. I'm going with the Raiders.
0: Yeah, the Titans have have had trouble finding the end zone. They've had trouble scoring in the past, or at least start the year. Trick, Raiders, Titans.
2: I am going to take the Raiders. Hopefully they can figure it out, figure out whatever's been wrong. I know the Titans have been just down bad recently. So, yeah, I think the Raiders got this one.
0: Can't they can't be more down bad than after what happened last night? Uh, yeah, and I know you've been high on the Raiders for for quite some time too. So I'm gonna
1: go. With, so you're you're going Raiders, gone Raiders or Titans? I'm gonna take the Raiders here, but I can't say like that. I'm confident that they're gonna look like world beaters. They have not looked nearly as much at, like as hype that like up. Uh, they have not lived up to the hype they had coming into this from the off season. And I think if you look at like it's Vontae Adams, the addition of him having only two catches last week, you got to raise some questions as to what Josh McDaniels is doing with that offense. And so I'll take the Raiders, but only because Tennessee is that bad. I'm not picking the Raiders because I believe in them or anything.
0: Yeah. This, this is going to be a good like judging point for the Raiders, right? Yeah, is gonna be I able think so. Good to see where they are. One o'clock on Fox, Carson Wentz, uh, takes on the Philadelphia Eagles in Washington. Uh, Tony's going the Eagles. Tom's going the Eagles. Yeah, give me the Eagles in this one.
3: Uh, Zach. Uh, the hot tip is the Eagles have failed to cover the spread in five of their last six games against the NFC East opponents. I don't think this matters. Jalen Hurts is on a tear. I think he looks a lot better than the last year, and I, I have to say the Eagles go 3-0. Trish, you got the birds
2: unfortunately i hate the eagles but yeah
1: john i assume this is bird team as well for you oh 100 it's bird. well i mean in one case there are actually is two bird teams going against each other but it is bird teams all down the line for me throughout to this throughout today this week 405 on cbs the afc south leading
0: jacksonville jaguars traveling to los angeles to take on the chargers justin herbert is still questionable That does not sway Tony or Tom. They are both taking the Chargers, as am I. I'm going to take the Chargers at home. Zach,
3: Jags, Bolts. Zach? Zach? Oh, I didn't realize I pressed something. It's in driving safe mode. I don't know how that. (laughs) That, (laughs) That's a new
0: one. Wait, it muted you again, sir. And and it muted you. We will skip. Z-
3: okay, or, never mind. Can you hear me? We'll now we can hear we you. Yeah, we got you. Okay, so I uh can I get a Herbert clause? I'll give you a Herbert clause. All right, because if Herbert's in, I think it's going to be the Chargers. If he's not, I think the Jaguars could pull it out. I'm going to put down the note
0: with Herbert clause in parentheses. Who even is the backup for the Chargers? Case Daniel, who oh, Des no. Bryant tweeted and said, "quote has Tom Brady like qualities."
3: I don't I don't care what Des Bryant says. I
0: don't think you've ever cared about what Des Bryant said. True. Sure. The quote was, "Don't get mad at me, but I think Chase Daniel got some Tom Brady qualities to his game. He manages the game well and knows how to execute." I don't feel that way about a lot of quarterbacks.
1: He knows how to execute, doesn't mean that he does execute. <laughs> Zach sounds like you're getting mad at him, and that's the one thing he asked you not to do, Does is- <laughs> You're doubting Case Daniel, much like you're doubting Cooper Rush. Yep.
2: <laughs> Trish, Jaguars and Chargers. I'm gonna shock the world. Fuck uh fuck a her Herbert Clause. I'm taking the Jags outright. Jags straight what? up. Yeah.
3: what?
0: I like that. I respect that. I respect that. Sean, are you taking the Jaguars or are you
1: taking the Chargers?
2: Listen.
1: I'm gonna. I'll take the Chargers, but I don't need no Herbert clause. Chase Daniels has got it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Listen, Jags are gonna jag the Colts. The Colts choked they last week. Okay. The-
3: wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Listen, the Colts. The, the Colts suck against the Jags. I mean, have you seen the? I mean, wasn't that the stat you used last week, Zach? Like the Colts uh, have, be, have like lost their last eight matchups against them yeah. in, at, in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean anyone could have told you that, but the Jags are the Jags. I, mean, I guess the rest of the league. Sure. And like
0: and in regards to that, the Colts haven't just lost by, you know, meager margins in Jacksonville. They've lost by a lot. Blown out. Yeah. They've been getting blown out of the water. Yeah. 425 on Fox. Matthew Stafford and the Rams are traveling down to the desert to take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Tony has the Cardinals. Tom has the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams on the road in Arizona.
3: Zach. The Cardinals have failed to cover the spread in each of their last six games at State Farm Stadium, and the Rams have won 10 of their last 11 games against the Cardinals. Give me the Rams. I think they're still a dominant team in this league, and I think they could easily beat the the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Trish, you got the Rams or you got the cards?
2: I'm taking the Rams. Uh, You know, Kyler was impressive last week. I, I don't see him doing it again.
0: And, John, I believe, if
1: if I am not mistaken, you're going yeah. to Arizona here. Yes, history is repeating itself. I am taking the bird team. But for good reason, I think the Cardinals uh, are going to be extra motivated after that win overtime against the Raiders on Sunday. And, I mean, I think this with more with, the, with more chemistry with Marquise Brown, the offense is going to look a little bit more better each and every week. Plus, that defense has got a few kinks to work out. Speaking of bird teams, the battle of the bird teams. The good old-fashioned bird
0: bowl. The 425 game on Fox as the Atlanta Falcons travel up to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Tony and Tom are both taking the Seahawks. I was going to take Atlanta, but the 12th man makes such a huge difference in Seattle. Give me the
3: Seahawks at home. Zach, who you got? I uh, got yeah, the Seahawks. have covered the spread in seven of their last nine games following a loss. Um, and then the Falcons have lost each of their last four games. So I'm going to take Seattle. I think Geno Smith hasn't played awful. And I think he could beat this Atlanta team that doesn't look all there. All righty, uh,
0: Trish Seahawks
3: or Falcons.
2: I'm going to take the Falcons.
1: All right. John, who you got Seahawks or Falcons? Falcons. Now I want to take Seahawks, but I don't know if you guys saw the headline today about Gino trademarking that. Uh, well, what did he, what did he say after one oh, after one think, of, Yeah, yeah. Well, what did what did he say? Uh, oh, I've, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. He trademarked that, and we all know trademark that, and we all know what happens when a Seattle quarterback trademarks a phrase. Let Russ cook. I feel like this. I feel like we're going to see the Seahawks maybe go one in fifteen after this. I've convinced myself. Give me the Falcons. You're talking yourself into it more and more.
0: Yep. A game that is truly America's game of the week. The Green Bay Packers traveling to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tony is taking the Packers. Tom is taking the Bucks. I'm going to take the Packers on the road. They have just looked, they've just looked better than than the Buccaneers have. I know they lost, but Aaron Rodgers. I think is a little bit more motivated than Tom Brady is specifically because of the Brady retirement rumors in the off season. So I'm going to take green Bay here, Zach, who you got Packers or Bucks?
3: Um, Buccaneers have won six of their last seven games, but I think they're, they're without Mike Evans. It's tough games. Uh, they home now they're, yeah, they're home.
0: They're home, but you're, you got a good point. No, Mike Evans. And we don't know the status of Chris Godwin and Julio Jones either.
3: Yeah. I'm going to have to take the Packers on this one.
0: Trish, are you rolling with the Pack?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna take the cheese heads on this one.
1: John, Packers or Bucks? If, no, I'm I'm gonna take the Packers here, but it's going to be a very ugly game. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Just with the Packers, lack of skill position players. The Buccaneers have in two weeks, they've allowed 13 points to the opposing teams. So they are going to have to work for every single point. I mean, you're going to get a lot of work, I'm sure, from the running backs, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. But yeah, I'll take the I'm going to take the Packers here, but it'll be a low-scoring game. Definitely take the under. And Leonard Fournette too. You, you see a lot of I can see a
0: lot of Leonard Fournette. Oh yeah. In this game as well. Sunday night football on NBC and Peacock. The San Francisco 49ers traveling to Denver to take on Russell Wilson and his second primetime game with the Broncos. Tony's taking the Niners. Tom is taking the Niners. I'm also going to take the San Francisco 49ers uh, after Jimmy Garoppolo came in and just picked apart the Seattle Seahawks last week.
3: Zach, Niners, Broncos. Uh, The 49ers have covered the spread in six of their last seven games, and I honestly think they'll continue that this week with a Broncos team that Russ hasn't looked great with already. I think prime time, I'm taking Jimmy G. Trish, uh Niners or Broncos?
2: Yeah, it's hard to argue with that analysis. I mean, Russ just hasn't looked the same with the Broncos yet. I don't think he's comfortable there yet. I don't think the play calling has been the best. Uh, unless they can seriously figure something out, I think uh, they are going to be in trouble this season. So give me the Niners.
1: All right, so so far we're all Niners. John, are you going to continue that trend? Yep,
2: I'm
1: going to roll with the Niners here. I do like though that now this happens to be Jimmy G getting the matchup against Russ. You know, it's another old, almost like an old NFC West matchup, but obviously different now.
0: I can't believe that it's week three and we're already clean sweeping the Broncos. Hey, I mean, that, it's that been, seems quick for us. I mean, listen, too pathetic. Have you them
3: play.
0: Well, yeah, can, I'm. I'm saying like, imagine saying this like in the summer.
3: Yeah. I'm just saying, saying
1: two, two pathetic performances against two teams that were penciled in to be picking like top five in the
3: top league five, yeah.
1: end of the year. That's yeah. That'll do it.
0: <laughs> Monday night football on ESPN, the Dallas Cowboys traveling to MetLife stadium to take on the undefeated New York Giants. Tony's got the Giants. Tom's got the Giants. Give me the Cowboys wow. in an upset. Um, and like,
3: Tom taking the
0: Giants. Both taking the Giants. Um, I'm going Dallas in what could be considered an upset here. Um, although you know Cooper Rush has not looked fantastic, he is two and zero as a starter, and I think that this. Well, first of all, I think this game's definitely hitting the under, but I think this is going to be a really close game. You know, in the teens, but I have Dallas getting the victory here.
3: Zach, speaking I- of the under, twelve of the Giants' last thirteen home games have gone under the total points line, so that would be a good bet. And the Cowboys have won nine of their last ten games against the Giants. But I say the Giants stay undefeated. And they take down Cooper Rush and the Cowboys on Monday night.
0: The crazy thing is, like, the nine out of ten times the Cowboys have beaten the Giants, that doesn't seem right. Because, like, man, I remember, like, the Giants beating the Cowboys a couple times, but I can't believe it was that long ago.
3: Yeah. I mean, also, they have cover-
0: yeah.
3: they are 100% on the season-long cover. Oh, really? Uh, Trish, Cowboys, Giants.
2: I'm going to be taking the Giants. Giants. Yeah, unlike Tony and Tom, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I've been saying they're going to win every game this season. And uh, I think they're going to go 3-0 now.
1: John, who you got, Cowboys or Big Blue? No, this is another tough one, but I think Cowboys defense in the end will give them the uh, edge over this because – Yes, the I, I've been giving a lot of props to the Giants for the first two weeks, but I think that they've been playing up a little bit to the comp, their comp, like to against some bad competition. The Cowboys are a real test, probably the first real defense they've had to face. So we'll see how they do. But I'm taking the Cowboys. I like I like the word real defense. <laughs> I mean, listen. I mean, do you think the uh, the Panthers or the t- the Titans are all that? I do. I do not know.
0: So, before we go, uh, before we wrap this episode up, Zach, do you have an offense or a defense for us? I've got a player. Oh, we'll, um, we'll do guest player. You guys want to do guest player? I'm good with that.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll save my <laughs> offense for the, or it was a defense, but it was a tough one. So, I'm going to save that for when Tony's here, too. Okay. Um, we'll do guest player, sure. So, in keeping with the football season, um, this player went to Notre Dame for college. He was drafted by the Giants in 2005, and the last team was the Raiders in 2015.
0: Okay, I've got a, I've got an, I've got an idea. Got a couple ideas running through my head. There's one that keeps coming to my mind. Okay, I got, I got a name, but I want to, I want to hear the other guesses first.
3: All right, Trish, you go first.
2: I have no guess. You no have no guess, guess really?
3: Zero. You can't think of any Giants player
2: <laughs> who ended up on the Raiders.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. Tough. Oh my God. Okay. John? <laughs> can, just, give me a, the,
1: can you give me the
2: hints again? After
3: this. Can you please give me the hints again? I'm sorry, man. He it. went to Notre Dame for college. He was mm-hmm. drafted by the Giants in 2005. And then in 2015 was his last team, the Raiders.
1: Was it, and he was the offensive, no, side. Of so.
3: just the season. I didn't say if he was offense
0: or defense, but yeah, oh. and and he didn't say how long he was with the Raiders.
2: How long was he with the Raiders for?
3: Doesn't say, just says last team, last team Raiders.
0: <laughs> Nobody, no guest, John. It's,
1: it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I'm not feeling build the Giants. Okay, years so
0: the th- there's only one guess that comes to mind as somebody who's played for both the Giants and the Raiders. Because when you're saying the year with the Giants, I have to think he was on the Super Bowl team. Yeah, and the more I think about it, this guy, was on both Super Bowl teams, and he ended his career in Oakland. Is it Justin Tuck? Yes, sir.
2: Yeah, <sighs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know it that guy had the coolest mask in the NFL ever.
0: I like, I yeah, like, you think of him. I like the ah. It makes sense after no guess.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. See, so I, don't Justin, know. I don't know where Justin Tuck went after he left.
1: See, I never knew Tuck was so young when he was on that Super Bowl winning team. I didn't know he was like, the was, was third year in the league then. If he was drafted in 05. Listen,
0: the, the two things that, that are cursed is Justin Tuck on the Raiders and Ahmad Bradshaw on the Colts. Yep. Cursed, cursed images. Cursed images. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode. Congratulations to... The New York Mets making the playoffs We're clinching a playoff spot. We're going, yes, to have, we're going to have that debate next episode because of the, uh, the wild debate that occurred in our group chat over the champagne in the locker room. Again,
3: that was not for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah.
1: Before well, we, uh, before we wrap up though, I do want to, just want to drop one bit of news. LeBron shaved his head and embraced the baldness. What does this mean violent. for his legacy? Oh, Oh, what does this mean for his legacy? Oh. How many points does he, how many points do you think, legacy points does he get added? And, and as Katie would say, well, you know, Michael Jordan was, was, uh, bald at 1.2. You saying, think he, you think this opens the door a little bit more, maybe? Right. It, it, it might, for all you know. Uh, well, I guess to see. <laughs> all right. So that's going
0: to wrap up this episode. Be sure to tune into every single episode of the Too Many Men podcast. You can catch up on all our former episodes wherever you get your podcasts. SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, it's all there. And yeah, we will see you later this week for another episode of Too Many Men.
2: Bye, everybody.